Welcome to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs, a webinar series that packs a ton of important agency information on one topic from one expert into a 25-minute brief. Why 25 minutes? Because who has the attention span for much more these days? And you can squeeze in a listen between meetings with time for a bathroom break or coffee refill before your next meeting. tuning in. This is Bite-Sized Agency Briefs. I'm your host, Steve Guberman from Agency Outsight, where I coach agency owners to build the agency of their dreams. Uh, today, I'm excited to be talking with Matt Wallach from uh, Ringbot.io. Uh, they're an SMS marketing for agencies and their clients. Uh, and I guess when you're not doing that full-time, you're also coaching leaders in the SaaS space uh, because you've got experience there and that makes a ton of sense. So Matt, thanks for joining me. Good to meet you or see you again. Yeah. Good to see you too, Steve. I'm super excited for this chat. Yeah, yeah. So talk about Ringbot, because um, I think it's a pretty cool system. And more than like the system itself, your experience as a founder and, and leader. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ringbot is a system that marketing agencies use, a few hundred of them around the country, basically to help their clients get better results. It has a widget that goes on the website for the clients. It has uh, broadcast capabilities, so you can send out a mass blast of text. It has all kinds of automations built in that really make it so as an agency, you can give your clients something that's going to generate better results for them. And of course, as an agency, that's your whole goal. And so what we've seen is that agencies are able to charge for being able to give this tool to them. They white label it so they don't have to uh, show it as another product. It looks like theirs. And their clients are staying longer because now that they have something else that the that the agency's helping them with and something else that's generating results, they don't want to leave. And so yeah. uh, it's been really successful for these agencies. It's been a lot of fun working with them too. So is your background in the SMS marketing space or more like just generally in the in the agency space? My background's more in kind of like general software space. I've had a few software companies myself all over the place, mm -hmm. but I've always been focused on growth and, and marketing and sales are really a passion of mine. And so anything around there is great. And so I've worked with agencies for quite a while. I've, I've helped them. I've kind of you know brought them along. And a lot of people we have are taking some of my tactics that have worked for so long. A lot of our members are using them themselves and finding great success in terms of generating leads for themselves, getting clients on board, getting those clients to get amazing results and growing their agency. Yeah. Um, and you had a few exits before Ringbot, right? Um, what were you maybe talk for a minute or two about what that experience or those experiences were like for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody's if you're if you're owning a business of any kind, it's super cool if you can get an exit, if you can get an opportunity for somebody to purchase that from you. And along the way, it didn't always look like that was going to happen. There were some rough struggles. There were some times mm -hmm. when things weren't quite going our way. And I think that kind of helped mold me and not only built character, but kind of showed me not only what works in terms of growing a business, but also what doesn't work. And I think that figuring out what doesn't work is, is half the battle. If you're starting to do something and that's not going to be something that's productive and help you grow, then you could be putting in money and time and effort into something that's never going to get you anywhere. And so in my early days, figuring that out was mm. just as important as the rest. But yeah, fortunately we did figure it out. And uh, that's kind of what I coach with. I know you, you do the same, Steve, is I kind of show software company owners, since I was that, how they can grow, how they can improve their their business and get past some of those early hurdles are there and, and maybe this might be too vague but are there some like actual red flags that kind of ring a bell for you that are like yeah these are things that i need to watch out for 
as whether it's an agency owner or, or you know, somebody's running a SaaS company? Um, I would say, are you talking about if you're the owner, like what should you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I would say if you're thinking about, uh, like your marketing and you start marketing about, Hey, let's, let's say if you make it all about you or your company, your buyers, your market, your prospects, they don't care about you. They care about their results. And so a lot of times people say, Oh, well we do ads and, and we'll help you put the ads together and we do all this. They don't care. They want the results. Like Talk about what results have you been able to help others get and how you know this industry so well that it's you know become a very simple process for you to be able to create this and do this. And I think when people understand that and kind of switch from talking all about them to speaking to the challenges that the market is facing and the goals mm-hmm. that they're trying to achieve, things become a lot easier. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's truly accurate and reminds me like the two questions when I get on a call with an agency and they're like, oh, I'd love to be able to sell. Well, can your business run without you? Yeah, maybe some days. Uh, can it grow without you? You know, and that's to your point, like take the owner out of the picture. What do you really have left? You know, and if the owner is still the linchpin for all things accounts, all things growth, all things, you know, systems, cleaning the kitchen, whatever, then it's not really something that's truly, you know, an acquirable asset. Um, so shifting gears in the SMS space and kind of the stickiness that it brings to for agencies, how are you seeing that as, as a sale when so many consumers are like guarding data? Apple, you know, said you can't text me or you can't interfere with my apps. You know, and what was that iOS 14 now? Um, like, so, you know, how is it working out with SMS for you and Ringbot? Yeah, good question. First of all, a lot of people come to me like, hey, I just want to acquire a list and start blasting this list with text. And we always say that's not a good idea. Like cold text, yeah. we don't recommend. It's, it's, it's not... First of all, it's extremely, uh, in many places, non-compliant, but also it's just, it, it, it feels horrible to the receiver. However, warm texts are desired. In fact, 71% of people want to be able to have conversations with their vendors via text. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of push there. And what we've seen is that people feel much better. Things happen much more quickly when they're able to communicate with their, their companies they're working with through text. I got my roof done last summer. Three companies we bid, you know, and they all came in, they all had their stuff and all these bids, they're all about the same. But one guy in particular would text me every so often, hey, just want to make sure that you have all, everything you need. Or, hey, do you have a full understanding of what the process will be like? You just send me little texts here and there. And it was so easy to communicate with yeah. him. Guess who won the deal? Yeah, that guy it became yeah. so simple. And that's kind of what we're saying is somebody within your pipeline who you're trying to be get to become a client, hey, a text here and there, mixing it up with email. Uh, maybe a personalized message with a video, maybe a LinkedIn message. If you mix it and cross-channel it, it's going to be much more effective than just, hey, let me just blast them some emails every few days and hope that they sign up with me. It doesn't work. Same thing for people who are already your customers. They really appreciate some quick, easy interaction like a text. Obviously, you may have chat. The problem with chat that a lot of people have found is, for one, most of it is chat bots. And so you might have that chat on your site. I hate it when I go in there and I put in like a question and I'm trying to get some support mm-hmm. and it gives me, oh, does this article answer your question? I'm like, no, that's, I, that's not at all what I wanted. And it just becomes right. very difficult. The other thing with chat is you might uh, start a chat and then it says, okay, you're number eight in line because it is a live chat. That's great. Well, then I get kind of bored and I have a million tabs and super ADD. And I, so I start going all <laughs> over these tabs and I walk away and 
I come back 20 minutes later and the chat's like, oh, sorry, we missed you. Bye. I'm like, oh no, I got to yeah. start all over again. Instead, ours is a, a text-based widget on the website. And so once you start the conversation through the website, everything else that comes back comes into your phone on text. And so if you walk away, if you're out doing something, everything's right there. And 90% of texts are open within 90 seconds. So for an agency owner, you know that your market is going to see stuff when you send it that way. Wow, 90%. My son is not included in that 90%. It takes him days to get back to me. Um, but but I, I like that you're talking about more like the conversational vendor partner relationship as opposed to blasting out like uh, there's a sandwich company I won't name that, you know, I'll get messages. Hey, tomorrow is double point Tuesdays or whatever the heck it is. I don't mind that as much, but you're really talking more about the conversational lead gen as part of the funnel building process. Yes. And once they're already part of your funnel, once they're already within yeah. your pipeline, having that conversation as, in a one-to-one -one way is the best thing you can do. And a text is a great, easy way that everybody's already familiar with. I just saw a stat. 97% of Americans are texting. 97%. Wow. That includes all those people in nursery homes and all that. So people are texting. It's what it is. I mean, I text with my mom. Uh, my wife's grandma was 93 before she died last year. She was texting with my wife all the time. I mean, it, it is what it wow. is. So we've, we're here. And if, if you're not texting, you're behind. That's not to say that you can't create a mass send. We have a broadcast capability. And the broadcast means that's where you can get people who have opted in to get you know, some, some texts. So I have uh, mm -hmm. one that I get from a, a pizza place locally every Friday without fail. And they've got some sort of deal that Friday. Like mm -hmm. uh, if you order a 12 inch, you get a free 10 inch, whatever it is. So guess how many times we order, we order pizza on those Fridays all the time <laughs> because of that. And one of our clients, Tracy, she had her client set up, just got the client set up. The first broadcast that she did with that client to their already warm, you know, group of people, the client sold $170,000 worth of products in three days Wow! from one text wow. campaign. At what ticket item level? Like what, what's the demographic? What's the ticket item size? Uh, this was, this was like photography equipment is her niche. That's, that's okay. what a cool agency, right? Like she has a, such a tight niche that it's only photography type companies. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm sure the products, I don't know exactly what they were, but maybe, maybe between 500 and a thousand bucks each. Not sure. Okay. Um, but the cool thing is if you're, if you're an agency and you're putting together a campaign for your, your client, email-based campaigns, they're great. Like we still use them ourselves, but the open rates are diminishing. In fact, the studies just came out last year. It was 21% open rate on average for an email campaign wow. that goes out. Text campaigns are 98% open rate. So if you want somebody to actually see the campaign that you've put together for your client and put a lot of effort into 98% sounds a lot better than a 21%. So, yeah, I mean, listen, that's kind of a no brainer. You're not a, are you able to send as rich of content as like you would an email blast through a MailChimp or you know something like that, or is it just text-based? It would not be as rich for sure. Yes, you can include okay. pictures, um, yeah. but it's definitely not going to have that cool, pretty full email build out. But I would also venture to say that sometimes people don't don't appreciate that. For me, when I get one that yeah. looks like it's from a company and has all these pretty splashy pictures, I'm like, eh. When I get one that's from a person and it's like, hey, it's Steve. I was just thinking about you the other day. Have you guys thought about this or that? Yeah. Even if maybe later I realize it wasn't really a personalized message, it was more of a thing. Yeah. That's actually what I do in our business is we send it from a person. People like to buy from people. And I think with the text, it feels that way. Yeah, no, agreed. It's got to be that personal connection um, and all the noise that's out there. 
graphics and you know animated gifs and whatever whatever in an email builder versus you know here's an opportunity three lines in a text message so what are some of the things that agencies need to be aware of or that they can start to kind of take advantage of to move into the sms marketing space um, as far as policies procedures gpr isn't a thing in america but there are still some guidelines right yeah, definitely. Like I said before, you don't want to do any cold stuff. That's uh, that's not a good idea. And once people opt out, definitely opt them out. Our system handles that automatically. But if you're using it on mm -hmm. your own, definitely do that. The other thing that a lot of people don't think of, and maybe you have a sales team, three, four, 10 people, is they hear us say text, 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 like, okay, we're going to do it. And the people start texting. But then what if you text on your own devices and your salesperson is having these conversations with their market, and then all of a sudden the salesperson quits and leaves? All of those conversations that they had with their prospects and maybe customers that you got are now gone. And you have no idea yeah. what, what, the, what the interactions were. With a system like ours, all of it's captured within the system. So they leave, you just turn off their login, and you still have all of those interactions, and you can pick up from where they left off. So it's not on the salesperson's personal device. It's through a web-enabled system of some sort. Exactly. Of course, they okay. can access it through their device. But... Yeah you know, everything is captured within your system that you still own. Yeah. And you're seeing success with this in B2B, B2C, B2B, NC, D2C, like across all channels. Yeah. So the one I gave you earlier, Tracy, her, she's helping a client who services the consumer, B2C. Mm -hmm. uh, another one, Dom, he is an SEO agency and they put the widget on the website because their client wasn't getting good traffic capture, right? First of all, it's a major, major thing. If you're a, if you're an agency and you're either doing websites or SEO or anything driving traffic to a site, you've got to capture the traffic. You've got to capture yeah. the lead. In fact, I have a, a a contact, a colleague, more of a partner, and he says lead capture is much more important than lead generation. You've got to actually make sure, sure you can get them. Uh, what the widget does is it actually is shown to capture about fifty percent more traffic than just your website alone. It pops up. It says, "Hey, do you have any questions? Anything we can help with?" And so this agency, Dom, they put it on their client's website. And that client went from $2 million per year to $40 million per year over the course wow. of two years. And he credits this to that. It captured so many more leads for them. Wow. And yeah, listen, that makes perfect sense that you want to capture people on your website because they've already found you, found your website. By whatever means, they are there versus you know, lead gen. You're finding people that are unaware, totally cold, like you said. You know, so it's a, it's a, a longer uphill battle on the cold stuff than it is on the warm. Uh, on that form, I guess on the on the widget on the website, it tells people, "Hey, you know, I'll text. We'll text you. Give us your cell phone number." Um, is that the official opt-in, you know, opportunity? It does. It pops up and says, "What's your name? What's your phone number? What message do you have for us?" And it says, "We will send you a text with a response." And are mm -hmm. you okay with that and all that stuff? So they do that. They opt in. They boom. They fill it out, and people are capturing so much more traffic with it. It's pretty cool to see. Does that integrate with CRMs? Yeah, so you can get it to integrate okay. through Zapier. So okay. an easy connection there. Our system sure. kind of is a CRM already. It captures all of the data for the person. <clears throat> you can put in things like birthdays and anything else you might want to put in. But of course, if you want yeah. to get that into your CRM, you just zap it over. Super simple. Zapier is brilliant. I love those middlewares that just connect and everything to everything. It's amazing. Um, Agreed. So agencies are, are selling this as part of campaign-driven uh, content. Are they duplicating efforts, you know, uh, just to try and cover all bases? Like, oh, we'll send an SMS and email, or how do, how do you recommend they play there? 
I actually recommend you stagger it. So first of all, in terms of selling it to your, your clients, it's super easy. It's so nice to be mm -hmm. like, Hey, by the way, we have this extra tool. We have found that it's generating a whole bunch of extra revenue and you're going to get this and this it's a hundred bucks. We're going to add that onto your regular monthly fees. Is that cool? Yeah. So people are selling it at a very high clip to their clients. Uh, but then once you have it, now you have an opportunity. Okay, let's mix an email and then the text is next. And then we're going to do a LinkedIn automation message, or maybe we're going to do that. You can put together a campaign very easily and you have all these different channels to be able to use at your disposal. Mm -hmm. I mean, for an agency or for somebody who's working within the agency to help the client do that is so powerful. You've got so much going for you. So we're not saying only text. That's the only thing you should sure. do. Absolutely mix it up. Yeah. And listen, I think it's vital that agencies, and I think it's always been this way, but I'll say now more than ever, because why not? We're in the now, uh, need to be presenting new ideas to their clients. And whether it's how do we leverage AI? How do we leverage SMS? How do we, I saw this billboard where whatever that idea is, even if it's not the best idea, showing clients that you're thinking of them off the clock, that you're presenting them ideas that can leverage, you know, increase their brand awareness, increase their you know, um, customer retention rate, like whatever it is, show new ideas. And here's, I mean, that's, I think it's brilliant. I have heard instances of people using it. Uh, there's other um, uh, tools I've heard of, I won't mention, but um, I think that it is, you know, certainly great when you're thinking about full 360 campaigns, that 360 just keeps expanding with, you know, new tech, which is awesome. Um, what are some of the like slippery slope things that people in you know, on the agency side need to be aware of as far as integrating SMS marketing? Uh, just, you know, make sure you like, I think what we just covered, you don't overdo it. Like don't kill people, like make, keep it kind of the same cadence that you were using before that you found that works. Obviously different target markets might have different cadences and, you know, delays between each message that work or, or don't work. Just make sure you don't, mm -hmm. You're not adding this in and creating now more contact than you needed before. Use it just to kind of be its own contact line and then keep it kind of spread. So if you're at a three days or a week out of each one, just make it that same exact thing. And, and I love that you just said, you know, make sure that you are bringing new ideas to your clients. I think that that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why you're the best, Steve, is because you're doing something that others aren't thinking of the standard agency. And I've worked with several of them. They don't do that. They're not, they're not going above and beyond and coming up with those ideas and being an extension of the team. They're just kind of doing what they were told to do and doing that, bringing those extra ideas is what separates the best from the others. Yeah, that it let, you know, it makes clients feel special. Like, sure. They know they're not the only one, but let them think for a minute that they are when it's time to raise rates, when it's time to renew, you know, contracts, like, they'll think, oh, every quarter, you know, Susan would bring me a new idea and we implemented it and look what it did for our whatever raise, you know, like you're making somebody look good on, on, on their client side. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's vital to do that. It's just what account management really should be, you know, not just showing reports and running away. So I totally agree. Yeah. Um, barrier for entry for agencies, super easy. Um, you know, again, there's no lists that they're buying. They're implementing a tool for their clients then it's the uphill battle of getting the opt-ins, but that happens in a number of different ways you're saying. So widget, what are other ways that they can build their client lists? Lots of different ways. We actually are just publishing that this week to give people some good ideas. Uh, but okay. one of them, I just did this myself. I was on a site that was kind of like a, an e-commerce site. I was buying stuff and it popped mm -hmm. up and says, give us your cell phone and we'll send you a 50% offer for your first purchase. Do you want 50% off on your next person? I'm like, no, that sounds pretty cool. I'm about to buy something right now. So I put my number in. Now I get texts from this company. I opted in. Yeah. So 
Um, you, the whole idea is, again, we talked about it before, think about what they care about. If you know your market, if you know your ideal customer, focus on them and what they care about and give them something of value and they're going to want to do it. So if you can figure out what would be valuable to them, let me give them something valuable, they're going to give you their, your cell phone. Yeah, no, I love it. I, and I think that you know the, the thing of value is vital. Am I willing to trade, you know, it used to be, am I willing to trade an email address for that white paper download or for that whatever? Am I willing to trade my phone number for the idea of here's a coupon, but then they're gonna send me more coupons. I did it, you know, I, I'm a kind of a gardening nerd. And so I ordered some seeds and same thing. It was a new website and I don't think it was 50%. I'm a little jealous of that, but I did get a discount. Um, it does annoy me after the first buy when they do it for the next one. Cause I, what if I only buy from you once? That's annoying, but make it personal, you know, personal to that person's need, but make it worth the value of what am I willing to give my phone number for? A um, couple of points for a sandwich that I never have traded in points forever doesn't for me work really, but um, Agreed. yeah. So interesting, interesting ideas, man. I love it. Um, I think that there's, you know, the numbers you're saying are staggering differences between email and text. So I guess that can only continue to grow. It is. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it and then uh, we kind of do a, we do a seminar where we're training a bunch of people and we actually show an image that shows people's phones. You look at the phone and you know, the, the little mail message is kind of a joke on the, on the internet. If you look around where it has like, Oh, yeah. I've got 4,000 unread mail messages. Ha ha ha. And everybody kind of laughs about it. But if you look at that same image, the text message thing has no unread messages because yeah. as soon as you get the message and maybe your son, notwithstanding, uh, by the <laughs> way, my daughter is like always on her phone. So maybe, I don't know, there's a son daughter difference, but, yeah, yeah. uh, Nobody really has a lot of unread text messages. And that's why yeah. agencies have found a way to kind of get through that email barrier and fi finally get to the end consumer. Yeah, I love that, man. And that's what it's all about, getting to the consumer, showing their clients results, driving traffic, driving revenue. So uh, awesome. Hey, I want to switch gears real quick. Last few minutes, a couple of non-SMS questions uh, for you. Um, first one, real simple. What's uh, for you, and it doesn't need to be professional, all these can be personal or professional, a new hobby or a book or a podcast or a show that you're like, can't get enough of these days? Ooh, uh, new show. I would say we're watching that show Shrinking on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. I found it to be pretty good. Also, Slow Horses. I'm a spy person, so Slow mm -hmm. Horses, Gary Oldman, uh, spy oh, stuff. I, I think it's great. Um, I'll have to check that so one out. Slow horses. I don't know that's where I'd go. Yeah, it's awesome. Good. What's a uh, a new tool that you recently kind of integrated into your daily flow, weekly flow, or whatever that you were like, I can't, I don't know how I lived without this thing before, digital or physical? Uh, we're using First Promoter for our affiliate marketing. It tracks all of our people who are sending referrals to us. It gives them hmm. automatic commissions. It takes care of the whole process before we were kind of doing that manually, which is yucky. Uh, so First mm -hmm. Promoter has been really great for us in terms of tracking affiliates and affiliate commissions. And that's integrated into your software or that's kind of a standalone platform? It's its own standalone platform, but yes, you can link it into your software and people can gotcha. just say, Oh yeah, I want to, I want to send a referral and it, you, they put in the information, they get the money. If they sign up, it's all cool. Very cool. have to link to that. Awesome. And then finally, what's uh, an invaluable piece of business advice that you want to just kind of share with the world or our little uh, piece of the world? Yeah. So uh, one of the things I tell everybody, as you know, I, Steve, we talked about, it, I'm a sales coach as well. I help people sell more. 
And my biggest thing is don't sell help. If you help mm. somebody and help them understand that they have a problem and that you can solve the problem, you're going to sell a lot more than if you actually just try and sell, sell, sell. Love that. That is so timely. I appreciate that. Uh, Matt, uh, always great to talk to you. Thank you very much for your time and for sharing your experience with what you're, what you're doing over at Ringbot. Thank you. My pleasure, Steve. It was great. Thanks again for tuning in to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs. As always, if you found value in this episode, chances are someone else will too. So please share it with your network. Also, if you know someone with expert knowledge on a topic that agency owners would love, drop me a note. Let's get them on. Finally, find someone to hug today. <laughs>